It's the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPN, Hawaii.com, and I am delighted to get a chance to sit down with Tina Clothier, who's the Executive Director of PATH, People's Advocacy for Trails Hawaii, of course, connecting people in places and ways that who would have ever imagined, but they've been at it a long time, and it's one of the reasons I really wanted to talk to Tina today, because they have a new website. And I was on it for a couple hours yesterday, and there's just so much wonderful history. And I thought, I'm going to get with Tina. We're going to talk about the history. I'm a believer that people should know the history of organizations because there's always somebody that was a pioneer at every stage of whatever's going on. And for some reason, I always get teary when I talk about this stuff. But I think it's because people deserve uh, for others to know how organizations start because they usually start with a germ of an idea and when you look let's see tina welcome first of all (laughs) oh emily thank you so much for this opportunity it's so great to sit down with you well we've known each other for For probably 30 years you know (laughs) ever since i came here to hawaii and you've got such a an interesting history and in a lot of ways our our I don't know if you'd call it careers or lives, have, have crossed in different ways because we've both been involved in some organizations, uh, the, the, the one I have been and then you would be involved in. Uh, you just spent, you spent 16 years with the American Cancer Society. You were head of the Pacific region, uh, working out of Oahu, and then you were with the Hawaii AIDS Foundation here for a couple of years. And when I saw that you got back, I say back involved, but became the executive director of, of PATH, I was just like, oh, she's the perfect person. And I was such a fan of Ann Peterson, and her, who was uh, one of the first directors. And then after that, Laura Derenfield, who's in Austin, Texas now, carrying on with uh, their county, I believe, isn't she? Right. Well, she's actually the alternative transportation director for the city of Austin. So that shows the kind of skills, the people that have brought PATH so far over a lot more years than probably our average community member realizes. So let's go all the way back, because Tina, I had forgotten you were one of the founders of PATH way back. How many years ago was that? It was 1986. Now, I, I can't remember exactly what month. But I, I remember when PATH came to be. And at that time, we called it the Kona Community Safety Lane. Remember that? I sure do. Right. So, so during, at that time, back in 1986, I um, owned and operated Jack's Diving Locker. And there was, um, you know, it was a small town. And, and Dive Shop was, it was kind of a hub, place, uh, you know, a place in that the people Kona would, In the Kona Inn yeah. shopping, shopping village, village right. right. And people would just come and hang out, and there was this young man who had literally sailed into town. He sailed into Kailua Bay. He crossed the Panama Canal, and um, his name was Ronnie Fennell. And he was one of those types of people that walk into a room, and immediately people just like him. You know, he was just like, hi, I'm here, and I'm ready to be your friend, and you're ready to be mine. And, And that was Ronnie. And uh, he would come and he would hang out in our dive shop. And he was fascinated with uh, the idea of Iron Man back in 1986, remember? And it was, you know, a little bit easier to get into Iron Man then. 1981, I think it came over here to the Big Island. Right. Because that's when Herb uh, Herb and I were in it. We came from Detroit to be in 1981 or 82. Twice we were in it. Right. There was was a year there were two in that year. Right, because they moved it from the spring or... 
February, February into October. October yeah. right. For those that don't know that, right. that, you know, the October is so, well, the first of all, certain times, so it's a full moon, uh-huh. so that you're out on the course with the full moon, but it was just to get it more of a cycle where people could have training and not the, the, the people that came from the Midwest be training in the winter. Exactly. So that's a little piece of trivia that... Right. Yeah. Okay, so 1986. So 1986, a little easier to get into Iron Man than it is now. And Ronnie said, I want to do this, you know. And of course he could do it. He sailed around the world, you know. And um, so he got a bike, and he started training for Iron Man. And he was out on Queen Ka'amanu one day riding and was hit and killed by a motorist. And that was a tipping point for the athletic community in Kona. Um, you know, people just said, look, we've got to do something about this. We have to advocate for safe places to ride. And so several of us, um, you probably were there, um, got together at the King Kamehameha Kona Beach Hotel. I mean, we filled the ballroom. There was that many of us. And I can't remember who led the meeting, um, but somebody stood up in front of the, the room and said, you know, we, we've got to put a nonprofit together to advocate for, for bike lanes. And um, we need to have somebody step up and, and be the, you know, to lead this effort, to be the, the chair. And he kept talking, and Tony was sitting to my right, and she nudged me, and she said, you should volunteer. And I said, no, <laughs> no, I'm not going to volunteer. I don't know how to do this. I've never done that before. I've got a dive shop to run. I'm not going to volunteer. She goes, oh, come on, it'll be fun, and I'll help you. And, you know, I, I don't think I was ever successful in saying no to Tony in all the 30 years that we were friends. And I certainly wasn't then. And so I said, okay. And so I stuck up my hand, this person that had never done anything like this before, and I became the, the chair of the Kona Community Safety Lane. But... I had some amazing people um, uh, around me in this effort, people who knew how to do this and who knew what was necessary and who knew what had we were ideas of where for. you needed to go. Exactly. Yeah. So Kevin Sider, of course, being an attorney, he mm-hmm. probably you know, was helpful in establishing right. a, a 501c3. 501c3 right. And, uh, of course, Nick Rott right. had the had the bike, uh, VNL bike. Right. And, and as you mentioned, and then who, who could forget George and Hilda Schumann? Right, exactly. You know? yeah. Absolutely. Hilda and, yeah, right. and, then, and then Ken Cates. Okay. And, oh, my gosh. I mean, I just, I, what I should have done in preparation for this was to bring out our, our, um, our, uh, uh, our corporation letters. Huh. And that actually lists all the, the officers, but of course, Tony Fortin was one yeah. of them as well. Well, I and love getting into the history because you being the director now, you know, and having being part of that original pioneer group that did it, just so serendipitous, I mm-hmm. guess is the, the best best way to put it, is for you to be at the helm now and, and where you're taking it. And I, and I think it's important for people to know the history. I talk about PATH all the time because I talk about Bike Works and Bike Works Beach mm-hmm. and Sport and, mm-hmm. and Janet and uh, Higa Miller and Grant, mm-hmm. her husband, the owners of Bike Works, and how it's all weaved together. And in those early days, what, what was your, you know, what was the primary goal at the time? Well, good question. So the primary goal at the time 
time. Even though Ronnie was hit and killed out on Green Cotton Mono Highway, um, our primary goal we th- we thought we would we would take small steps and start with something that was was achievable. And our primary goal was to get bike lanes along Ali'i Drive. Now, one would say, well, there's still no bike lanes on Lee Drive, but there actually are, not necessarily uh, signed bike lanes, but there is an eight-foot shoulder on both sides of the the travel lanes, and that eight-foot shoulder is for pedestrians and for cyclists. And over the years, that that eight-foot has been encroached upon by landscaping, you know, driveways, mailboxes, but they're really... <laughs> oh, interesting, because I remember before that eight-foot path, uh-huh. and but now that you mention it, I can see where it has been encroached upon. Right, yeah, right. Okay, so, so we're still working on a leaky yeah, drive. <laughs> yeah. But in the meantime, you know, we've been um, part of the group that's been successful in getting other bike lanes and markings and shoulders for people to cycle and and for pedestrians to walk on. Well, it's Tina Clothier we're talking with, the Executive Director of PATH, People's Advocacy for Trails Hawaii. Let's talk a little bit, of, uh, fast forward to to today and the many things. I mean, you, you started the bike education program in 1992 for, for fourth graders. I mean, back in the 80s, there weren't a lot of people out riding bikes. Right. Uh, I mean, and, and where they when they were, it wasn't that safe, as you say, you right. know. And and Nick Rott was was um, killed on his bike up on the upper highway. Correct. It was, right. And all of these things lent to just what you were doing, you know, and trying to to add even more. Could you see at the time? And how long were you involved with the safety lane committee? Oh my gosh! Well, I I sold Jack's diving locker in let's see, nineteen ninety. And then I moved on to other things. I think in 95, I started with the American Cancer Society. So during that time, I sort of moved away from involvement with PATH. But, you know, certainly Annie Peterson was brought on as an executive director. And Tony, I I just want to say kudos to Tony. She stayed with it up until the time she passed away about four years ago. She was on the board of directors. So... So there was a lot of people on that core group, and then more and more people, like, as you say, Janet and Grant, that that got involved over the years. And you had people like Ann Peterson. Her background was uh, non-motorized transportation in cities. And I say her background in terms of her her education Mm -hmm. and everything. So people were starting to come to the organization that really had the skills and the knowledge and the education to not just kind of be pulling it along behind, but to be be able to have visions of of where Kona could go in terms of safety and and non motorized paths. We don't want to say just bike lanes, right? right. It's non motorized, right? So multimodal yeah. transportation, right? Roads for all users. And is I think what one of say. the first ones, if I recall correctly, would have been the Walua. Yes. Pass? Okay. Yes. So we're fast forwarding to what year would that have been? Oh my gosh, that was. I want to say 96, and um, yeah, again, that was Annie and, and her board at the time, and 
Um, I believe it was 1996. Yeah, we might mention also about a thousand volunteer hours to clear that path. The history of the Wailua path was Mm -hmm. it had been a a road. It was well, you know, parts of it are are residential kind of thoroughfares, and and the other part was was it was the old Wailua road, right? And it was just sort of abandoned, and and someone had the vision that oh my gosh, we could make the very first separated path. Um, in Kailua Kona, and that's what it was, and that's what it became, and and it is still there. And I, we did a survey, oh, back about three years ago. Um, we actually had some people do a, a count for about two weeks, um, about three or four days a week for about two weeks, and we counted. 700 people a day use that thing. I mean, it is amazing. Um, lots of people walk their dogs. Mm-hmm. And and if you look at that Laco Street entry to Walua Trail now, we had probably 100 people come out that day to to make that pretty and plant some trees. And it's it's a very popular path. It's the, the amount of man hours and volunteer hours that have gone into the Wailua Path, as many of the other projects that mm-hmm. Path has been involved in, is phenomenal. And we should mention some of the people that have been involved with that. Jeff McDevitt? Oh, Jeff, Jeff, Dr. Jeff McDevitt. Um, you know, I'm I'm thinking of just our board members, and each and every one of them uh-huh. have participated in that. Uh, Dorinda Thatcher, Frank Sayre, uh, Janet Higgamiller. Um, gosh, I mean, if we go back to '96, that's a whole crew of people that I wasn't actually ever involved in that, or with that that um, that Annie knew, and um, and then Laura's, you know, Laura's involvement. Um, that would be Laura Deeringfield. Laura Deeringfield, right? And if you look at what um, the, our most recent trail, and that is what we affectionately call Queensley, up on Anikeo Kolole, um, each and every one of the board members have been involved with that, along with many, many, many other volunteers. Um, and I'd love to to say um, uh, a huge mahalo to the Rotary Clubs of West Hawaii that were absolutely, um, their efforts were, just took us over the top. So, so not just the Queen's Lay, but when you think about it, like the Rotary Club of Kona was really responsible. That was their centennial project, the Maka'eo Walking Jogging Path. Right. I mean, all these things are part of the vision of PATH, People's Advocacy for Trails Hawaii. And that was a huge thing for our community, the Maka'eo Walking Jogging Path out of the old A, old right. airport park, which we call Maka'eo now. Right. But uh, the other yeah, Rotary Club, that was uh, Alan Clark when he was president, and the, right. the Friends of... Friends uh, for Fitness. Yeah. yeah, they're still, you know, maintaining that, and they're still stewards of that effort. That's And it's wonderful. It's a wonderful Well, path. the part that it, it started making um, different leaps into other areas was when you really started getting into the bike education for, for mm-hmm. Keiki. Because it seemed like everybody, the board members, the volunteers, and everybody is like, it's one thing to teach all of us as adults a bit mm-hmm. more safety and, and things about being out on the highway and where to, where we can go and use of the Walua Trail. But even kids could now start learning riding their bikes on the Walua Trail with their parents, right? right. Safe places to ride, bringing them up, educating about the safety. Talk about that. What- well, the 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 strategy behind that was twofold. One, yes, we want to, you know, as we're we're starting to develop these safe places to ride, we want to teach kids how to use those facilities safely, and we want to instill in them that lifelong 
um, desire for active active living and active transportation because those are, are skills you can take into your adulthood and um, and what a you know that's such a special time when you when you're in fourth grade I mean you're starting to pull away from your parents you're you're looking for those opportunities for a little bit of freedom a little bit of adventure and and I think you know you probably had the same feeling most of I do and most of us do about our you know when we first learned to ride a bike it was such a you know, it was such freedom. It was exhilarating. And so we wanted to offer that to kids. And, and at the same time, we wanted to build this grassroots constituency of people who would, you know, create a demand for more of these types of facilities. And I might add, you were also addressing adults because I took mm-hmm. the safety class with uh, Rich Bell and uh-huh. uh, Ellie Sumek, uh-huh. I think it was. Uh-huh. And it was really good. I mean, good. there were all kinds of things that that I was doing when I was riding my bike that are things that I did as a kid, uh-huh. you know, because mm-hmm. you just you didn't really pay attention to all the driving when you're a bicycle. It's the same rules as the cars. Right. Exactly. And it was a wonderful class for adults. I, I thought, Great. you know, so it was, I think both were going on at the same time was to get adults to be more conscious that it's up to us as the bicyclists mm-hmm. to be out there and be aware of the laws and the rules and, and what, what creates a, a place where we can all be biking and on the road together, be exactly. compatible. Right. And at the same time, teaching the kids so it becomes more inherent in just their understanding. Let's talk about your new website. I mean, it's mm-hmm. so I want to encourage everybody to go to pathhawaii.org. It's such a comprehensive website. It's really a comprehensive site about our community because so much of our community has to do with biking and walking mm-hmm. and, and, and dogs, people walking their dogs and all of these non-motorized activities. Mm-hmm. It's really what Kona is all about. And you've filled in the pukas in so many areas that I think people, it's hard to comprehend how, how many, not just in the, the paths that you've created and everything, but the events that you put on, which are fundraising events. The, the community is supported path, but you have some pretty lofty goals, and it takes income all the time to, to pursue these, these goals. Right. And you've been doing them at a, a phenomenal rate. The, the, you know, Laura, Annie did a great job, and then Laura took it to the next level, and you're taking it to the next level. And that's what's so great is that you've each passed on to each other a wonderful foundation so that you can move on to bigger and, and safer and and trails and bike lanes that accommodate. I mean, there have been some that you've had some some controversy on the Henry Street mm-hmm. uh, bike lanes, but you're right in there trying to resolve the, the as a community some of these issues. But So some of the things that you're, you're pretty proud of on this um, this website, and I really, like every, I spent about two hours on it yesterday because there was so much I didn't realize. I kind of knew, but I, I didn't really know. Talk about that Queen's Lay. That, oh, yeah. And I think I remember Frank, uh, Dr. Frank Sarah was my dentist and Laura my hygienist. And I think I remember Frank telling me about 15 years ago, one day we're going to have a certain, <laughs> you know, the vision of it. Right, and, right. And, and here it is. It's, right. it's happening. Well, I, I really thank you for for again mentioning Annie and Laura because we certainly do stand on their shoulders uh, along with their board members and all of the volunteers that work with them because they were the ones <laughs> banging the drum <laughs> about uh, shared use paths and multimodal transportation way back when. There weren't a lot of people listening. They to were that really message. having to educate us. At that's the time. right. Yeah, that's right. And it was through their efforts um, that 
the concept of complete streets and safe routes to school actually came to Hawaii, the state, the entire state, not only our island and our county. And so we've had the privilege and the honor of being able to, to ride on their coattails at a time where more and more people, our county council, our, our county officials, state officials, understand the need and the values of these types of what we call facilities, you know, a shared use path for people to be active. The, the importance of having places for people to be active, to walk or to ride, to um, maintain and improve on their health. You know, and as we all get a little bit older, um, you know, we're wanting to age in place as our um, county and, and state officials are. And so there's a greater understanding now of the importance of this. It's not a facility for an elite group of people who happen to want to, you know, bike 112 miles. No, this is for the community. I, I would say that, Path, you know, while you acknowledge all the triathletes and that mm-hmm. level of people being involved in triathlon, I would say you're really right in there at the, the at the bubble at the middle mm-hmm. the, the people the recreational athlete and i think that's what's been commendable is it's it's about the person that lives up in coloco mm-hmm. and and wants to walk their dog mm-hmm. so you've got the coloco path now there's some right. nice history that i know grant and janet Higa miller from bike works have been so involved for so many years right. with path and we mentioned uh, dr jeff mm-hmm. uh, grant Mutsiaga, yeah and uh so many that are volunteers but let's talk about the coloco path because when you say 700 people Mm-hmm. You, you were able to count on the Wailua path. And mm-hmm. I'm not surprised because I see cars parked there, you know, people parking at the access road. And uh, I've seen kids on their bikes and with the parents, with the dogs. I mean, it's just a wonderful place for a family to enjoy a safe afternoon, right. a, recrea- a recreation. Right. And then the Coloco one. Let's talk about right. that. So the, the Coloco Trail is, and this goes way back to an organization called Trees. Do you remember Trees? Yeah. Um, and they actually, this group, uh, Skip Cowell, and um, they had an agreement with the Department of Forestry and Wildlife um, to build trails in that Ooma forest area and maintain the trails and that nonprofit actually um, they were not able to sustain their funding after a few years so the um, the mountain bike group said look we we would like to help to build these trails and maintain these trails and um, that's when PATH got involved as sort of an umbrella agency because there had to be a nonprofit entity uh, to work with DOFA, the Department of Forestry and Wildlife, and, and to take responsibility. And so PATH then took, took this on, but it's really that, that dedicated group of mountain bikers, Jeff McDivitt, you know, Grant, the two Grants, and and. and that whole group that have really done the work up there. I mean, they're up there with chainsaws right, and hauling right. you know, logs that are across the track. And yeah, and I and I want to make it clear that they're not cutting down any of the natives no, these or anything, but these are things falling, are falling yeah. down. Yeah, this is clearing this is, the path. Right, exactly. And so there's so many people that now enjoy that trail, as you say, to walk their dogs. There's people who ride horses up through there, and then there is the mountain bikers. But it 
was really thanks to that group that we even have trails, and that's not unusual around the country. You, you'll, if you look at the history of, of um, natural trails or, or surface trails, very often you'll find a mountain bike group that's that's responsible for forging those trails. Yeah, so. and I, I know that Grant, you know, it's not just the physical labor they put into it, but they've been they've been very supportive in many ways of path. You know, they're sponsoring uh-huh. a wonderful TV uh, piece you have right have been running on Big Island Television. Uh-huh. And of course, who does it any better than you know right, right. Big Island Television? Wow, that, it's a wonderful piece. It's on your website, right? And I guess it's probably running on Big Island TV now. I I think so. I think Probably. there was a spot on their but on their channel. I'm going to start 10. posting yeah. on Facebook because right. it was really comprehensive of the things that were in there. One of the things that I remember uh, very vividly was when you did started the. Well, you weren't with a, a path at the time, but it would have been Laura, I think, or, or Annie. Um, the walk to school program. Yeah. That was yeah. huge. I remember that was really right. important because anybody that's watching in the mornings when you know kids walk into school and everything. Just the safety of walking to school is every bit as important as how to ride your bike to school. Right. Well, that little bit of exercise, you know, for those kids first thing in the morning before and then after school is, for some kids, that's the only exercise they would get, you know, because they they go home and get in front of the video screen. And um, so the walking school bus is the program that you're describing. Right. And I, that, I remember it was so right. cute. Just it was a great name. Yeah. yeah. And I remember Laura telling me about it. So this is definitely, I think, she and I came back from Oahu on a, uh, we were riding on a plane together, and she was telling me about the walking school bus up in Waikoloa. And uh, Pete Hoffman was one of the, they called him the walking school bus drivers. But basically, the walking school bus is a program through Safe Routes to School. And this is is actually organized... um, by the school with with pass help and um, parent or auntie and or tutu and papa volunteers um, agree to meet kids that are dropped off at a, a pre-designated uh, location and they will walk all these kids to school so there'll be parents kind of interspersed or adults interspersed in, among the kids and they'll walk them safely to school and then they'll do the reverse um, after school and some walk to school programs were once a year, some at some schools were once a month, but it's a great program of safe routes to school. And the whole point of safe routes to school is to encourage children walking and biking to school. And the, the goals are where it is safe, let's develop programs, have programs in the school with the champions in the neighborhood uh, around those programs so that kids will walk and bike to school. And where it's not safe, let's figure out the ways to make it safe. And that's where we work with the county and uh, or and or the state. So it's kind of a, a an, our research and development thing for you at the same time. While you're right. walking the kids to school, you're seeing, oh, there's some red flag areas here. Right. And oftentimes, um, the first couple of times that... A walking school bus takes place there the participants are actually doing kind of a walk audit you know they're saying reporting what they're seeing and what what the uh, challenges are what the 
you know, what the, the good things are about their particular roots. So. so I have always told people, it's Tina Clothy that we're talking with, the executive director of PATH, People's Advocacy for Trails Hawaii, doing such a nice job of connecting people in places. Uh, anyone who loves to take a walk, ride a bike, t- walk their dog or anything, has found these wonderful gems that PATH has been responsible for creating in our community. But it all takes money. Yeah. And I used to always say to everybody, you know, go to pathhawaii.org and sign up for the newsletter. You know, it doesn't cost anything to get the newsletter. And the more people that have the newsletter, the, the, the louder the voice is when they go searching for money with the state or anybody. Right. You know, but you also have different levels of which people can be members. So let's right. talk about that. I mean, sure. and we, you've got corporate sponsors that have been very generous, but the individual memberships are, are just as important if, if people right. join. So you've got a couple different levels of membership. We do. We have um, we have three actually. Um, the individual membership is thirty five dollars a year, um, and then we have a family membership for up to four people in, in a household, and that's fifty dollars. And then we have our true believer membership, and that's you know that's where somebody is says yes, I I I definitely want to support you for. Um, for this year at $120, and um, I really believe in what you're doing, and I want to help you continue. I want to be a part of it by helping you continue. So, so people can go to pathhawaii.org and, and become one of the sponsors in that regard. That's correct. And yes. with the with the True Believer member, I mean, you put on so many different races and fundraisers. I mean, let's go through, let's go through a few of them. Sure. You've got... Um, well, let's, let's start, you know, you let's get start the, in March. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. So in March, we, um, our first race of the year is, um, the run for hops. And that's actually, uh, in collaboration with the Kona Brewers Festival and, um, PATH, um, does, um, does, is one of the beneficiaries and, uh, 20% of the money raised go, is split among other beneficiaries uh, as part of the Bill Healy Foundation and, and the Brewers Festival. So we're, we're very proud to be a partner with that great event. Um, that takes place on Saturday, the Saturday of the Brewers Festival. And well attended. Yes, it, <laughs> you is. Know, it is. It is. I think we had 650 people. Yeah, and you know, no year. small task to be the race director and organize events. Well, we're, that. we're fortunate to have Joe Lociavo. Okay, I was going to ask who takes care of that You're one. Right. Okay, he, great. He does a great job. And then we've got Marie McEachin, who is our volunteer and uh, membership coordinator, and she um, she was able to bring in about 70 volunteers to help us with the race. And the folks at uh, Friends for Fitness, the Makaeo Jogging Trail, they okay. help out. And so we're, we're oh, and, you know, um, uh, Special Olympics helps out so as well. So that would be Denise Lindsay. Denise yeah, Lindsay, okay. right? So we've got we've got great support. Oh, the Bay City Rollers, you know, they oh, help they're out. wonderful. The roller yeah. derby girls, right? Exactly. Yeah, great. So, so we've you... got lots of wonderful people who participate, not only participate in the race, but also help out in putting it on. And that's in March. That's the, March eleventh, okay, in two thousand seventeen. Okay. So it's around the Brewers Festival, the Saturday. Of the Brewers Festival, and I got to say, your website—just wonderful pictures on the website. Uh, just you can just feel the. You know, who took them? I thought you might have taken them being the photographer that you are, and you said some of them, but they are yeah. really wonderful. Okay, so that's Saturday, March eleventh, and then on um, uh, the Sunset Lava Man Sunset Five K is a race that we co-sponsor with um, Bike Works Beach and Sport 
out uh, in uh, the Waikoloa Resort area. And that is a kickoff event for the Lava Man Triathlon. And, and so, that, that's blended in nicely because when that first started, it was just they, they did it as kind of a kickoff when they opened their store. Right. And that has, it's Grant and Janet, I remember them asking, what do you think about us opening a store up there? I said, it'd be wonderful because I did a lot of events with the Waikoloa Resort and all I the remember. events up in, yeah. There were no running events. The first right. one I think we created was Dolphin Days. Right. was the first run. But you never saw people walking and running and biking. And what they've done in creating, of course, the attitude has been changing anyway with time, but they've accelerated that that pace of people using the resorts and, mm-hmm. and the fact that they've got rental bikes and you see people all over the resort mm-hmm. walking and running where you never saw that years ago. Right. And that's been great. But what's nice about it is it's a great event the night before because all the families that come to participate in the Lava Man Waikoloa from all over the country, some from international, uh, their families can get involved right. in that event with the kids. And right. of course, there's the Lava Kids event. So, but right. the Friday night is a great kickoff to the weekend. It really is. And it is. raises money for PATH. It does for our bike program. And, and then we, um, Janet and Grant, typically have another um, nonprofit that they also like to, to um share the proceeds with and so it's it's just a joy to be to know that we're not only helping path but we're also helping others and and I get it's interesting you say that Emily but I get emails there's this one couple that come from Germany each year and to do they they come because of Lava Man. They've got have family that do Lava Man, but they come specifically to do the Sunset Five K. And I got an email from them last year saying we're so sad that we can't come this year because the you know because Lava Man follows Easter, so it moves around the calendar yeah. a little bit. And um, so they weren't able to come this year, but they said, we'll be back next year. So it's, you know, we're, we're building these friendships that span the world. Absolutely. And the thing about it is it, it's not that so much that the resorts decided they ought to have running events. It's that really Path and Janet mm-hmm. and Grant mm-hmm. and, and everybody involved in these recreational activities have really educated the resorts. Right. That it behooves them to be supporters and, and, and roll out the red carpet. And they've done a wonderful job. Oh, they have. All of them have yeah. Realizing this is good for them too. Yeah, you definitely. know, it's a visitor market that they didn't think about tapping into at one right. time. Well, you look at at you know the fact that the um, the the resorts on the Waikoloa property are pretty much sold out for Lava Man. Yeah, I mean that race is fifteen hundred, eighteen hundred strong. So. It's a lot of people. And it's a lot of family members right. and a lot of local community and volunteering. Exactly. And, and so, Yeah, go ahead. So, so that's the Sunset 5K. And then in October, of course, we have our annual, and this year was the 30th annual, Path Run. So when we first did this, it was called the Kona Community Safety Lane Run. Mm-hmm. And we, you were um, very you know, instrumental in this. Um, we asked if we could have this run the week before Ironman and just because we wanted to get some of the Ironman participants involved, it has now become known as the fastest 10 K in the state. Because well, back it. when we suggested that years ago, back in the early right. '80s, um, Herb and I was it was it was just that that was the point was why have it isolated out here? Mm-hmm. You know, it ties in with the Ironman because the Ironman was going through its own difficulties in terms of the safety out in the course. Mm-hmm. You know, at one time the course was open to uh-huh. traffic. 
Right. And in fact, we wrote the economic impact study to to, to give to the legislature. Wow. I still have it. Wow, I love you to know, see to, that. To close the highway because there was yeah. an action out there, and we were like, the highway's got to be closed. Mm-hmm. And we based the economic impact study on, hey, if you get everybody off the highway and into the little village of Kailua, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. back in the eighties, yeah, you know, was the whole idea. They'll be patronizing the stores and the restaurants. Mm-hmm. They won't be out driving all over the highway, which is dangerous. Right. And so it all tied in together. But it was, you know, so many of you are the ones that have taken it so far and I I love the turnout that you get for that safety mm-hmm. lane run because mm-hmm. it, families come here and they know they can be part of the Iron Man when they when they are, participate in that event absolutely and um, you know we have at the end of the uh, when most of the runners are in we do the cakey dash and so all the the little kids yep. um, actually run around Holly Hillavai and they cross the finish line and this year we had this little three-year-old that was so thrilled about crossing the finish line and all the applause that he went back two more times (laughs) (laughs) we've all had that feeling right isn't that cute it was so cute but it but it has become a family event you know and if I may if I could go back to the run for hops one thing that we started a while back um was when Laura was executive director was the corporate challenge and we would go to businesses and say hey you know would you be interested in putting a team together from your business and that has started to really grow really catch and um Westway Concrete had um I believe they had about 50 people last year right yeah so that's their their um staff and their fam- their staff's families and their little kids and it's just so now we're seeing this these generations of that was our 10th year we're seeing these generations sort of continue to participate and these kids growing up with that race much in the same way they do the p-man races sure but this for some people is their their first 5k well i think that's the the key is that there's a lot more people out there who have not done a 5k right who are not recreational athletes and i think every event that you put on the spirit of it is to encourage somebody else exactly you know because it, it, it is about getting somebody who's never done it before and letting them know that, hey, you can walk it. And a lot of people do walk these events because it is their first one. And it's a wonderful way to get people involved and in the spirit, the recreational athlete. And But, you know, we're talking about raising money. The great thing about the events is they're not only fundraisers, but they're educational events mm-hmm. and they're ways, they're social events that people really get to see how much fun it is to be involved mm-hmm. with PATH. Mm-hmm. But it does take a lot of money because some of the projects mm-hmm. you're doing are pretty lofty. Yeah. So you've got some pretty major, uh, you know, generous corporate sponsors. Let's, let's talk about that. And you could always use more. And, and just like you mentioned, West Hawaii Concrete, when you start getting 50 people from a, a business, mm-hmm becoming recreational athletes you're mm-hmm. changing the the culture of that business you know because for so many years i was involved in as race director way back in the 80s in detroit and mm-hmm. very hard to get companies to move off of the traditional kinds of, mm-hmm. of sponsorships right and getting to sponsorships that aren't don't seem as glamorous right but they they in the long term they're just so sustainable right so who are some of those major sponsors oh my gosh well, thank you for this opportunity to, to shout out to our sponsors. Big Island Honda has been supporting our bike ed program now since, oh my gosh, since at least, uh, I believe, 2009. Um, John Zimmerman, who is the interim AD, would know better because he was the one that talked to Marty um, 
at Vigan and Honda and asked them to, to lend support. And so every month we get a check from Vigan and Honda that goes throughout the year, uh, that goes to our bike ed program. Um, Kaiser Permanente has been a huge champion for PATH, not only in our bike ed programs, but they supported our, um, they were a huge supporter in our bike and pedestrian safety campaign that we launched um, in the summer of this year. Um, HMSA has helped with our bike ed programs. Um, some of the local realty companies, um, Windermere Realty, Clark Realty, mm-hmm. Bike Works, Bike Works Beach and Sport, Kona Beach and Sport, um, Granite, uh, Janet, <laughs> Janet and Grant have just been from the get-go supporters and 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 are more and more generous every year and you know we should mention that even grant grant you know he started his bike shop about 27 years ago he had a little kiosk in the uh, kona in uh, village i bought my first bike mountain bike from him and some panniers and i went to new zealand on a mountain bike but nobody knew what a mountain bike was then when he started so theirs has not been all of a sudden they have three stories right they have worked at it and they have little by little grown and mm-hmm. had a vision of how to be, you know, really educate people about biking because he just had, like I say, he had a little kiosk with a half a dozen bikes for rental. So I have a story about yeah. that too. So that little kiosk was initially right outside of the original Jack's Diving Lock. Sure, right back in the corner. <laughs> right. Okay. And I remember, and, and, Jack, and Jack's Diving Locker <laughs> in an effort to <laughs> capture whatever dollars we could, because um, we were just starting out as well, had, I think we had about six bikes that we used to rent, believe it or not. And so Grant and um, a friend of his came to Kona and they said, you know, we're really interested in the bike rental business. Would you be willing to talk to us about it? And I said, sure. You know, I'll tell you everything I know, which isn't a lot, but I'd be happy to tell you what I know. Well, long story short, I think I ended up selling those bikes to them. And, and <laughs> did they get used when you had it? Wow, yeah, you really were did. a pioneer. Because I, I remember your <laughs> shop there back in the, right. in the corner of the busy place. Right, You know, right. a very busy dive shop. Right. And I did not know that you had bikes there. I, right. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I think all those little nuggets of history are important mm-hmm. of how things happen and the the connections and the you know connecting the dots of uh-huh. of how things evolve in the community. I don't care if it's in the little the sweet little town of Kailua Village or if it's in downtown Detroit. The history of things to me is so important to to, to keep connecting them. Right. And you mentioned John Simmerman. Uh, he mm-hmm. I, I didn't know he was the interim he was executive director. Right. And and um, he's done a nice job. He always yeah. was a you know very very active volunteer and, right. and helping Laura out and everything. So yeah. he's been a real advocate of biking biking as well. Oh yeah, and he has a nonprofit of his own called Active Towns, right. and and he um, but he always comes back and is the MC for our path run and the Lava Men Sunset 5K. So we're always well, happy. Well, it was a lot of fun because John was in Detroit for a, a convention back oh. in June, so he became very aware of of the things I did in Detroit with mm-hmm. the Emily Detroit run, and I was giving a parlor talk in Detroit at the time, so he's starting to see some of the publicity and stuff and mm-hmm. making that connection. It was very sweet, you know, yeah. to, to be in touch with him while he was in Detroit. Oh, that's and, great. And mm-hmm. going out in different areas of running that were, you know, my old stopping grounds, and I was there during the week he was there. So 
And it was it was absolutely wonderful that the group that he was involved with, which is a big one, international group, that Detroit was the city that they had picked wow. to have the convention because Detroit has become such a hub of biking. And, and you know, I want to get into a couple other things. I do want to talk about your board of directors because, mm-hmm. well, you've got a wonderful staff, and we'll talk about them because they're the ones out there doing the, the, the bike um, classes, the education classes, and helping put on events. But board of directors, you know, they're, they're volunteers, everybody. Yes, they <laughs> and I think that's really important to, yeah. to, to shine a light on those volunteers. So yeah. let's talk about some of your, your board of directors. Okay. Well, our, um, our president, um, up until, well, actually, she's still our president until January, is uh, Dr. Monica Shield. Okay. And just one of the most generous people I know. Um, she's an athlete herself. She really believes in health and well-being and active, active living. And um, she, you know, not only um, let us use her office for our board meetings, but she's always there with a door prize or a, you know, a drawing prize and and. And giving the cancer screenings, cancer which is important. She changed right. my life habit. I started yeah. wearing a hat as a result of her. Yeah. I went my whole life never wearing a, a cap. Yeah. And uh, she, she just has a way of letting, you know, telling yeah. you that, you know, fits your lifestyle. Right. So I give her a lot of credit for the, the exactly. changes I behavior as far as the sun goes. Well, she's very, very, very serious about, you know, sun protection. In a a happy way. Yeah, in a very happy way. She presents it in a way that I really listen to her. Yeah. Nobody else could could convince me. Yeah. you look at her skin there's not a not a blemish yeah. on it not a sunspot on it so she's actually stepping down as president okay. and stepping off the board um after i think five years okay. on the board so um so cindy armor okay. who is our um 2016 board secretary is stepping up to be our board president and Cindy is, many people know her from her work with the Keahoe Canoe Club um, and her volunteer organizational um, skills. She, she is the um, registration coordinator for Ironman, for Lava Man, for she heads up the GEMS program. Which is the Girls Exploring Math and Science. Exactly. I love that. It's yeah, a she, great she's program. involved in a lot of things, uh, very involved in the Mitsubishi Electric Championship right. at Hualalai because the uh, Rotary Club of Kona. Right. coordinates the volunteers and they have for 21 years this will be the 21st year right. and that, that that's given a lot of time so Cindy is definitely you know a giver same and you know the great thing other great thing there's many great things about Cindy but the, one of the other great things is that um, her husband Bill is right there with her most of the time so it's you get two volunteers for <laughs> in one and then our vice president is Linda Jane Kelly now, Linda Jane has been involved with PATH almost since the beginning, and um, she's sort of our historian. So the questions that you asked me about when did this happen, when did that happen, I may not have the answers, but Linda Jane will. And um, so we're so happy to have her back involved. She came back on the board in 2013. And she moved to the Big Island from Oahu, I from think, Oahu. in 1989. So right. she's been very involved, worked with the Iron Man. Right, and right. And just one of those very quiet, involved yeah. in everything. Yeah. You know, she does, yeah. she really gets in there and makes it happen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a real fan of, of Linda's. Yeah. And, of course, Janet Hega Miller. She's, she's, she's our treasurer. And that would be Janet Hega Miller. <laughs> 
Miller and uh, uh, the the other half of, of Grant Miller and the right. owners of Bike Works Beach and Sport out at the Queen's Marketplace on the beautiful Kohala Coast. They opened about seven years ago, mm-hmm. which was really an anomaly at the time to be right. thinking about even putting a bike shop. Or Well, it's not just bike, it's everything recreational. Right. Swimming, running, uh, lifestyle, clothes, hardware, everything. But what a that they really took a chance with that, and it's they been did. wonderful for the Kohala Coast. That was not a slam dunk when they did it. Right. So I give them a lot of a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. Um, then they also have the Bike Works Kona, right. which is over in the old industrial area, and then the Kona Beach and Sport right on Ali'i Drive, a little different store. Mm-hmm. But what I like about what's happening there, because they rent a lot of bikes too, and they, they are finding that people get off the cruise ships now, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. renting bikes right. to ride up and down Ali'i Drive, and right. that was unheard of right. some years ago. Right. And, and people who travel come to expect. Um, to be able to rent bikes because they're seeing it in other cities and Detroit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We'll soon have bike share. And then Dr. Jeff McDivitt. Now, Dr. Jeff was our past president before Monica. This is going back to, to my tenure with, with PATH. And Jeff will, has told me, and he would tell anybody, um, that the only reason he got involved with PATH initially was because he wanted to mountain bike up in Coloco, and he wanted support around that, um, around that effort, you know, those trails. And he has, he is awesome. He's, he's our medical person at our races. He comes out to every trail work day, no matter what the trail is, whether it's Coloco or it's Walua or it's Queens Lay. And he's just a tremendous support. And, you know, he's he's amazing. He's an amazing <laughs> athlete, too. Right, you know? he is. And Jane Bacchus. Oh, oh great. Well, you know, the director of the uh, Ultraman. Ultraman, yeah. Right? I mean, how fortunate are we to have this kind of talent yeah. and treasure um, on our board? Jane is just the consummate, you know, volunteer organizer, event organizer. Again, she is at every single one of our events. Well, I, mean, I wanted to talk about the board of directors because every every organization is always looking for new mm-hmm. board members, mm-hmm. you know, to take the load off the people that have been on there for five right. and six years. And right. so just for anybody of our listeners out there that, you know, you feel like you can get involved, you know, and get, get in touch with Tina. And mm-hmm. what, what's the phone number? So the path's number is 326 and it's Tina Clothier, or you can go to uh, pathhawaii.org. And, of course, I encourage everyone, the the website. And if you've got visitors coming to Hawaii, I would send them to the pathhawaii.org cause you, just to see the different things that are going on in the community. You know, there's a lot of families that come here that don't know about the Wailua Trail mm-hmm. or, or lots of things. The the Mana Road uh, ride. And right. I know Bike Works puts a, out a, um, a sheet with all different uh, rides that you can do and of course right. the community bike rides the bike works beach and sport does every tuesday mm-hmm. morning eight fifteen. you meet at bike works out at the queen's marketplace and when they started that there's just a few, a few bikers and now every tuesday there's a nice handful of bikers and they've got visitors and locals they ride i think it's about 20 30 miles up to kua bay and, and turn around but they get as i say the visitors they get every level of biker you know mm-hmm. so if you're a recreational biker and you haven't really gotten out on the highway yet i'm one of those people i'm still mm-hmm. a mountain biker uh-huh. I mean, I got a road bike, but I like the mountain biking. Right, right. But uh, that road bike thing on Tuesday mornings, I love it if I happen to be on the highway and see the pack of, right. of riders, and you see them split up, because what mm-hmm. they do is they let everybody go at their own speed, and they've got somebody with each group. Right. And all those are the kind of things that really evolved because of PATH. Well, we've certainly 
been a part of all of that. And I just, you know, again, want to give credit to, to everyone involved because it's like anything else. It does, in fact, take a village to make things it's, happen. It is amazing. <laughs> and it's Tina Clothier we're talking with. We're going to, uh, we're going to talk to Tina more often because I'm always talking about PATH, but now that I've kind of gotten in touch with Tina and we've been talking with each other, a couple of things I want to mention, some of your staff members, because mm-hmm. they're the ones that are out doing the, um, the bike education, mm-hmm. the uh, once again, the video that's on this website is absolutely wonderful that really showcases mm-hmm. in the classroom. I didn't realize it was a, actually almost part of the curriculum. Oh, well, you know, it's actually a three-day class that uh-huh. we offer, and we're so thrilled to be able to offer it at the fourth grade level, and that's a tough time for teachers to give up three class periods, you know, because there's a lot of testing that goes on in that year. But the teachers, the partner schools that we're involved in with, um, you know, understand the value for the kids, not only um, teaching active living and active transportation, but but also the confidence that it brings. You can see it in the classroom. You You can see the kids, you know, when they're riding, you have the course, just like we did when I went to the adult safety class. Mm -hmm. You know, we rode through a course and different things that we were supposed to do and and the hand signals and things that, you know, are important. Emily, you'd be amazed at how many of our kids have never learned how to ride a bike here. Well, you know, in part because we live on the yeah. side of a volcano. I have some and, neighbors, the same thing, right. working with them. on Right. Know. Or, you know, both parents are, are, are um, working and haven't had time, or, you know, the family don't ride bikes themselves, so it's just not part of, of what the kids are taught. Um, and so some of our kids, I'd say probably about 10%, hadn't, have never really ridden a bike before. And some of them are, you know, a little might be a little hesitant, but I think they hear from the fourth graders before them, you know, about how much fun it is and they get so excited and what our instructors do and our, our volunteers do is that they'll very quickly be able to identify who, who, um, you know, how a child is on the bike and if they can balance. And if they're, if they cannot, if they don't know how to do that, they'll very gently kind of start another group with those kids and give them one, you know, one-on-one. I could um, see training. that in the video that yeah. they were, the, the, the instructors were very attentive to how right. they were all doing as they were riding through the course. And, exactly. And Rich Bell they did yeah. the same thing with us as right. adults. Right. He the, did it with me. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, don't, you, you don't realize how many little yeah. things that you just take for granted, you know how right. to do. So the, so by the time the, so the first day is in the classroom where we do helmet fitting and that's a, Another um, shout out I'd like to make in, in a minute, but um, and then we talk about the parts of the bike and what you want to check before you get on your bike, the air, the brakes, the chain. And then the next two days are actually practical um, drills on the bikes. So by the time the third day comes along, those kids that didn't know how to ride on day one are now riding with their friends and their peers. And every kid wants to know how to ride a right. bike. You know, it's one of those things, as an adult, it, you can get on it and do it again. I mean, right. it's like, I don't care if it's golf or whatever. If you learn it as a junior or as a keiki, that skill is there. It doesn't mean you have to be doing it all the time, but you've right. got the basics and the foundation. That muscle memory. Yeah, absolutely. And each of the, the children that participate in our bike ed classes receive a helmet, a brand new helmet of their very own, um, to keep and to use. And... Um, we um, 
we are so fortunate to partner with the trauma programs from Kona Community Hospital, North Hawaii Community Hospital, and Hamakua Health. And they actually um, fund those helmets for us so I that we can that. give them to yeah, the kids. Yeah, all the kids had them on. And, you know, right. I resisted helmets when I took my bike trip to mm-hmm. New Zealand. You know, Grant had me get a helmet, of course, and yeah. I never, I hardly wore it. Yeah. Now I wear a helmet all the time. You yeah. get used to it and you realize it. You know, yeah. you, it, it, it's education. You learn about yeah. Why? <laughs> well, in Hawaii, if you're under 16, it's the state law. You oh, I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah, so we really do want to educate how, the How kids. new is that law? Or, uh, do you have any idea? Been, it's been less than 15 years. Okay. Yeah, it's relatively new. Uh-huh. Right? So you've got uh, Marie... McEachin, yeah. she's on your staff. She is. She is part-time with us. Um, she's... She, she works a whole lot more than 20 hours a week, but <laughs> but her position is for 20 hours a week. And she is our volunteer coordinator and our membership coordinator. So through her efforts, our volunteer roles have grown exponentially. So there's something that somebody can do that they want to do with the organization. It's not, And I think that's so important with every right. organization. I've always felt proud, like the Mitsubishi Electric Championship, I designated a lot of those volunteers the first year. Uh-huh. And it's like, if you get them in the right place, Place. Right. Initially, they're with you forever. Yeah. You know, exactly. you've got to match them with what they love to do, not just do this because we need a volunteer. You are so right. And Maria is, is so skilled at that. I mean, she really does take pains to to make sure that people are doing the, what they want to do. Doing something right because you do get a lot of volunteers. We do. Yeah. In our membership, um, you know, it was in 2013, you had mentioned this earlier, our main goal was to get as many people on our mailing list as possible so that we could say we represent 1,500 people. You know, we have a mailing uh-huh. list of 1,500 now. That mailing list is 3,500. Um, and we we just sort of just very lightly mentioned, you know, if you want to be a paid member, then we have this, you know, this program. Well, we decided that, no, there's a way for people who may not be able to volunteer or may not be able to participate in our races but really want to be a part of PATH um, to do to be so. And so we um, started our paid membership program and in earnest. And how long ago was that? 2013. So, so just recently. Okay, because right. I've always been saying, you know, join and be part of their voice. So, right. yeah, that, that's nice that, that you've integrated it, yeah. but in a nice, subtle way. Right. But we're going to start mentioning that even more because, right. you know, but then again, if you, we all have so many requests from so many organizations yes. that we yeah. love and adore and right. want to be supportive and you can't do them all. But so if, if nothing else, get on pathaway.org and sign up for the newsletter. Right, exactly. And then you'll grow into it at the level that right. fits you in the You'll way that you want yeah right. whether it's volunteer or become a member or get one of those true believer memberships right. whatever it's tina clothing we're speaking with she's the executive director of path people's advocacy for trails hawaii doing such a great job of connecting people and places through non-motorized trails and lots of fun events and everything and, and paul burke is the one that handles your your programs the, right yeah so paul handles the bike ed programs okay um so the in-school bike ed program and pedestrian education programs because we also teach ped ed to first and second graders and he that's um, the pedestrian the ped ed means uh pedestrian 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 education and then he also works along with franz weber um on our adult bike ed programs 
and um, we have a series of programs that are scheduled for next year starting on January 21st. That's our first adult bike ed program. And I wanted to... So is the adult ed program like the one I went to? I went on a Saturday afternoon? Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. exactly. So it's about a two, two and a half hour yeah. program. It's very worthwhile. I, feel I should take it again because I had to really change my habits. I was, I'm, I'm still a little bit of a ride on the sidewalks person uh-huh. on certain roads, you know. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, you know, that's but, but, but yeah. Rich, they were good about really explaining you know get over into that left lane make the turn and and i i actually practice that in my Kaloa, you know <laughs> yeah you know don't just wait there and run across the street with my bike <laughs> right get exactly. into the flow of traffic right. you know so it's a real worthwhile class i think i'll jump into that again well, great. And let's talk about that rich bell a uh-huh. longtime volunteer huh mm-hmm. he's been wonderful he's the manager of bike work speech and sport right now right. and uh the, the the mechanic and i always say the mechanics they've got to be well he's he's got a engineering background he does <laughs> and you have to to work on bikes these days right, but right. Uh, he just volunteers he's such a an asset to other organizations too that are that really we into path and one of those i think is the the hawaii cycling mm-hmm. club what mm-hmm. a wonderful job they mm-hmm. do of, of of carrying on some of the things that, that that you want people to be able to do is to right. grow in their growth of how they ride where they ride and finding compatible people to ride with right hawaii cycling and, and they're definitely advocates for all things cycling as are um the coffee talk riders Okay, that's right. Now they're the ones they meet down in Kona, and that right. was started by who that was Lisa that? Voss. Okay, yeah, <laughs> Lisa Voss and some girlfriends who just wanted to ride and talk. You know, they uh-huh. weren't they weren't particularly interested in in riding fast or doing time trials. They just wanted to ride recreationally and talk to each other and. Um, they started Coffee Talk Riders, and that has grown into, I don't know how many members they have now, 150 at least, you know, so. They meet it all day at the Mosqueo, um, right the, by the playground? Um, actually, at the swimming pool. Right by the, right, the, okay. and then they start their ride, and some go as far as Veterans Cemetery, and others don't go quite that far, but they all meet afterwards for coffee. Okay. And <laughs> well, it's Tina Clothier we're speaking with, the Executive Director of PATH, People's Advocacy for Trails Hawaii. It's pathhawaii.org. We've been all over the place with our conversation, but the thing is that that, that is about what PATH does. They mm-hmm. are all over the place, and they are doing so many things. And if you've got visitors, it's a great website to have visitors that are coming to the island to take a look at, too, not just for those of us that are local. Because, and talk a little bit about, you were recently at a um, convention in uh, Austin, Texas. Austin, and, and I you, saw Laura people, and John. Some, some people from Detroit and right. that you connected with because the bike share program right. that, that you have uh, so ambitiously, you and others, uh, <laughs> instituted, really ahead of your, your times to have one here in, in uh, Kona. We are, you know, and, and it, um, Laura will remind me of that, you know, that we are pioneers, and, and with that, you know, it comes some stops and starts, but we, um, so let me give you a little bit of background on that. Um, I think it was June, July, summer of 2015, um, PATH was approached by the then um, director of the County Research and Development uh, Department. And she had gone to a city on the mainland. Um, I can't remember if it was Washington, D.C. or New York, but she had seen Bike Share there. And she just thought that was the best thing. And so she called. She actually had um, her uh, tourism specialist, Frisha Savalius, call PATH and say, um, 
you know, we, we think we'd like to start a bike share pilot program. Could you help us kind of figure it all out? And I, I said, yeah, um, let me take it to my board and make sure that they're okay with it. And, and I did. And I also shared it with the Mayor's Active Living Advisory Council, which is a, a group that PATH facilitates and um, got a thumbs up. And so we started researching bike share. And it's very interesting. There's not a lot of apples to apples comparison on bike share. Bike share is a relatively new industry. It's only about eight years old. Um, you know, it's all over the map in terms of pricing and, and, you know, how, where you get insurance and how many stations you should have and how many bikes and so on. And, um, so I reached out to, um, a friend of mine, Heidi Hanson Smith, who works for the Department of Health. And because I knew that, um, Kailua on Oahu had had a, a real small bike share program, several years ago and I, I wanted to, to find out what she had learned that's no longer in existence but um, so in talking with Heidi she said whatever you do please connect with Lori McCarney and Ben Trevino um, with Bike Share Hawaii they are a group that are working on um, a statewide bike share program they're going to start off in Honolulu but their their aim is um, to, to go statewide she said, and, and whatever kind of collaboration you might be able to do with them. And she said, I think it would really benefit you. So I called up Lori, and Lori was was spot on. Yes, you know, we'd love to collaborate with you. And, and I had to say to her, well, Lori, you know, our Hawaii County wants to be first on the ground with this. She goes, it's okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> and we were, by the way. But um, so so working with Lori and, um, and Ben... You know, I learned as much as I could from them, um, and we decided that we were going to um, choose the same uh, bike share system that Bike Share Hawaii chose okay. because ultimately you would be matched in. Possibly, yeah. you know, we who knows. Yeah, who knows? But if that came to pass, right. then yes. But yeah. more importantly. So that there was this this sameness um, from island to island. Okay. So that when somebody um, went to Honolulu and they used bike share, mm -hmm. and then they came to Kona, which people often do, then they would recognize, oh, I did this in Honolulu. Yeah, I know this great, system. Great. So we chose the same bike share system because there's several out yeah. there. There's you know there's PBSC, which is the system we have. There's um, there's B cycle. There's you know there's so there's there's a lot of different systems and they're each a little different. So we started talking with the PBSC folks and um, continued talking with Laurie and Ben and still to this day do and um, so that was how we chose that system and ultimately um, the we put together a proposal to the county uh, for this bike share pilot program. And um, we decided, settled on three stations and 32 bikes, and <laughs> which isn't bike share in its purest. Bike share in its purest is is a network of stations, yeah. like every couple of and, blocks. And for the listener that doesn't know what bike share is, because mm -hmm. it really is relatively new. I've been right. watching it in Detroit. The city of Detroit hasn't even gotten their bike share in yet. They've been right. working on 
going through the kinks like you had right. to do. You're, you know, but Dan Gilbert, who has uh, put $2 billion into the city of Detroit, Dan Gilbert, who owns the Cleveland Cavaliers, he's a uh -huh. Detroiter, and he's moved all, he also owns Quicken Loans, and he's moved all the Quicken employees into downtown Detroit. Wow. And they created their own bike share program mm -hmm. because they wanted the Quicken employees to be, when they had a meeting like a half mile away, they wanted them to get used to be riding a bike, not right. getting in their car every time they went somewhere. So right. they've been pioneers for the city of Detroit to, to learn some of the lessons that Dan Gilbert has found with bike share because it's pretty new for right. people. A lot it of people really don't is. even understand it. And so the, the premise is... Is that that bike share is um, uh, has a series of stations that within twenty uh, twenty minute ride of each other, where people could just walk up to a kiosk, put in their credit card, check out a bike, um, take it for a short distance for a short duration to do their business, to have lunch, you know, for reasonably whatever. priced, right. three four dollars for a half hour. Right, hour. Ours everybody's three, different. Yeah, right, it is different all over the board, but ours is three fifty for half an hour. And um, and then just park your bike either at that same station or another station that's convenient for you. So the point being, instead of getting in your car, driving to wherever you have to go, probably a short distance, and then parking your car if you can find parking, and then you know doing whatever you need to do, and then getting back in your car and driving back and trying to find parking again, you just hop on a bike and you just go. Or if you want to just do a you know go for a bike ride on your lunch hour or something like that. So you've got this bike or you're not having to invest in a bike um it's right there it's been popular in europe for a while right very popular that's where europe. i first read about it was like wow yeah. does that ever make sense right. and you know my whole thing initially when i heard about it and everything even in detroit was like what about the bike shops you know uh -huh. but i've been reading up on that quite a bit and i talked mm -hmm. to lisa uh Niskowski, who you met in right. austin texas who's right. the head of the bike share in detroit that they're you know working out the kinks of where right. they're going to be and how they're going to do it um they found, and I realize it now, it's a totally different kind of thing. Yep. You know, the bike yep. rentals from a bike shop is different. And the bike share actually gets more people into using a bike to get from one place to the next. Exactly. And they it's become just... recreational bike riders. Exactly. In fact, Emily, I wanted to mention our adult bike ed class. We um, will have our bike share bikes there. So if someone is thinking about maybe getting on a bike, but they don't want to invest in a bike just yet, um, they could come out take our class with the bike share bikes and just, you know, maybe you haven't been on a bike in 20 years. Where will you know? that class be? So that will be in the um, the north parking lot of Big Island Honda. Okay. Right. Okay, reasonably. Big Island Honda, one of your great supporters. One of our great supporters, yeah. yeah. Great, good for Which, them. Which, by the way, is um, one of the other uh, types of support they lend is they let us park our path van and our, um, our trailer there, too. On their Not a small detail. Not at all. Oh, wow, that's great. Again, parking's an Wonderful issue, Wonderful right? van, though. You know, yeah. that path van, uh, like up at the uh, uh, the Waimea Bike Fest uh -huh. uh, that you were so involved with, along with Alex Candelario mm -hmm. and, and Who's a board uh, Bike Works Beach and Sport. I saw right. Alex yeah. as a board member. Yeah, yeah. He was a professional uh, uh, racer, bicycle racer, and mm -hmm. moved to the Big Island. He's married to someone from the Big Island. What a mm -hmm. wonderful job all of you did with that Keiki Bike Fest up in Waimea. But mm -hmm. you're, every time I see your van, and uh -huh. for years, it's just been a wonderful van. It's so, the presence of it, and it just, it just, uh, I don't know, I see it, and I just think of so many things that PATH has done over the mm -hmm. years. Well, that was a gift. That was, um, 
from the Iron Man Foundation. Is that right? That's right. I did in not 2009. know that. I yeah. didn't know that. That's yeah. a nice touch. Yeah. It's good to hear. Well, it's Tina Clothier we've been talking about. We've, we've covered a lot of ground, but I, I hope that this is kind of a generic update <laughs> for people that can be posted maybe on your website or yeah. something just to be an overview for people. Would we do it. something regularly. and. And um, is there anything that we haven't addressed? I know we're going to get with uh, Janet Higa Miller and, and right. Grant in a couple of weeks, and and all do a show together. I mm-hmm. I love talking with them, and they're they're so passionate about mm-hmm. Path mm-hmm. and about their involvement with Path. So we'll, well, we're going to do this regularly instead of me just talking about Path. Well, thank you. We really appreciate it. And I just you know uh, you mentioned Grant, so that brings to mind another recent Path project that. Actually, we've been dreaming about since 1986, um, but uh, that's Queensley, and we briefly touched on it. But Queensley is um, is ultimately going to be a 16.7 mile loop trail that will connect Kailua Village to uh, North Kona, or actually the um, the university out at Palamanui. And this year, we, through the, the generosity and um, the, the passion of Mayor Kanoi, Mayor Billy Kanoi, and the support of the County of Hawaii, um, Department of Public Works, and um, also the County Council, um, we were able to get the first two miles of that 16.7 mile loop trail on the ground. And those two miles are on the last mile was just finished last week are on Anikeo Kalole on the Makai side as you're driving north on Anikeo Kalole it's a 10 foot wide asphalt path separated from traffic it's about 25 feet off the roadway and it is there for walkers joggers cyclists people are a lot of dog walkers yeah i see that and yeah. that's really every i mean i drive that when i head up back up to waikoloa village and uh-huh. people are really they're yeah. using it yeah and that's 16.7 miles ultimately ultimately yeah you know, of course part of that 16.7 is going to be the extension of anikeo kalole right. phase three which right. hasn't begun yet um and um but that will ultimately connect that loop to the um, the community college, and then the the other part of the loop will actually be from Kaimi Nani. This is on the Malka uh, okay. side of the road, underneath the Halco easement, the electrical easement from Kaimi Nani down to um, Makala Boulevard, and then we hope up through Leleokalani Trust Lands. And this is the one, the Queensley, uh, once again, that the Rotary Clubs, uh, the West Hawaii Rotary Clubs, which would be the Sunrise and, and Rotary Mauka, and then the Rotary Club of Kona. Right. Uh, I, I see David Hiranaka. I know he's with the right. Sunrise Group, I think. And So those yeah. are Rotary Clubs. Service above self. Well, right. you were a Rotarian. You were president of Rotary Club of Kona, weren't I was, you? I was the first one. Yeah, that's president. right. Okay, they yeah. tried. In Our Detroit, club. they tried for years to get me involved. <laughs> And I, yeah. I did, and I said, I like to give my support kind of behind the scenes because <laughs> my dad was a Rotarian, and it's a lot, it's service above self for sure. That's right. I remember when you were the president. So, that was your, that yeah, was... see all of those little details I think are so important, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the um, ancillary ways in which people are involved in a community yeah. that all connect, the dots connect. Yeah. And, you know, I want to mention that, you know, that 
two miles that you've done so far, mm-hmm. uh, not with a whole lot of, uh, without a whole lot of participation. I'm involved with the Kona Hiking Club, not mm-hmm. as much over the last year, but Kathleen. Uh-huh. Oh, I just, what's Kathleen's last name? Uh, she's such a good president. She's so good at it. She's always sending us emails. Hey, we're all going to have a work day up there mm-hmm. on the Queens Lay, along with uh, Richard Stevens, is it? Or, uh, Richard Stevens has the he plants he has a group that plants koa trees up in Coloco. Okay, but have yeah, they been involved in this this one too? Not in Queens okay. Bay, uh, per se, but I think um, over in the Schwab area, okay. the uh, Palamanui area. That's okay. that's where they're very 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 okay. active. But you know who knows? I mean, this is this because the hiking club. It's all part of it. You know, right? she gets involved. I yeah. get the emails. Can you show up and help on the Queens Lake? Right. You know? Yeah. So we we just had a group um, up there last weekend, December third and fourth, and um, so the the Rotary clubs were instrumental in planting a hundred trees in that first mile um, from from the Civic Center towards Hinalani. Okay. And so we just had a work group uh, up there um, taking care of those trees, putting dirt around the trees, and then the rains came, which is wonderful. It came at a perfect time. Yeah. But we do have groups of people, whether they be realtors or um, Nick Nelson from Velofix, I mean, just a variety of Bob Scheibel from uh, Kona Malka Club, a variety of people have taken responsibility for watering those trees. So until the rains came, they were up there two times a week watering the yeah. trees. We have a 250-gallon tank that they put on their trucks and wow. they water each tree. So it's one thing to build these these right. paths and non-motorized bike or uh, uh, pathways. Uh-huh. It's another one to maintain them, that's just right. like the Maka Ao walking jogging right. path being maintained. Exactly. So, so. That's, that's the... Forever and ever commitment. People that, sign up for the newsletter. They're going to get yeah. they're going to get notices because I get them all the time about right. when you're having work days or now you had the the run to the dry forest uh, oh too, my gosh. which so, to me yeah. is such a wonderful event. Right. You know, right. I've hiked up that. I didn't haven't done the run and been, uh-huh. but I've I've hiked that with the Kona Hiking Club and uh-huh. just you know to, to, for people to, to be introduced to these areas yes. for many people it's the very first time. Right. Right. And you know you you just sort of see it off in the distance as you're driving towards Waimea but that run is is such a delightful run it's a five mile and a um, a 5k and a 10k 10k is really tough and it is over some beautiful beautiful land and I mean you're up there with the nene goose and the eos and it's just it's just delightful as Tina and I are talking here, I'm kind of flipping through the website, and look at that picture of all those kids <laughs> going through, and look at how the volunteers, how they're yep. really watching the kids as they're going through this course, which is a, a course how to learn to make turns. Right, right. It's the Signal big thing. Yeah, how to turns. put your hand signals yeah. out. and. But look at them. The kids are really f- concentrating. They've got their helmets on. And mm. I love it. You can just, you, that, that picture right there, it tells a, you know, a thousand words, right? You know, the, I, I had a, the privilege of uh, judging the, the Christmas parade this past Saturday. Uh-huh. And um, several of the groups participating in the, in the Christmas parade had kids on bikes. Yeah. And I saw those kids with those green, green helmets, helmets. <laughs> orange helmets. So you see those helmets out in the community, yeah. and that is uh, for the blessing of the people that donated for the helmets. Was, uh, the, the trauma programs of the, the different And the North hospitals. Hawaii Hospital and everything. And of course, community recognizing the need so, yeah. so desperately. Right. Well, Tina Clovier, Executive Director of the uh, PATH, People's Advocacy from Trails Hawaii, 
Illinois, and one of the founders, it was called the Safety Lane back in those days in 1986, along with Tony Fortin and uh, Nick Rott and, and mm-hmm. Kevin Sider and a right. whole group of people saw Ken the Gates, need, yeah. Ken Cates, and yeah. saw the need for something to be done to create uh, safer places for people to recreate. Right. I guess would be the word. Right. Um, last thoughts? Oh my gosh, That's Emily. It? It's yeah. just, you know, we, so our, our vision continues, um, more shared use paths, more that continuation of Queensley, growing bike share, getting more people on bikes, getting more people walking, uh, creating facilities for all of us to age in place so that we can stay in, um, you know, in our communities, making it safer for kids to, to bike and walk to school. Um, working with our county government, working with our state government to to really um, keep this momentum going because we we do have a momentum now. So anybody that would like to get involved in whatever way, there's lots of opportunities. Um, we welcome you. <laughs> we um, we've got a place for you. Please. And not Call to mention us. that you have a good time at it. Yeah, you really do. Really Working fun. hard, but there's a lot of lot of playfulness that's that's put out into the community as a result of Path. Right. While they're behind the scenes working very hard at making it playful. Right. You meet some awesome yeah, people. You so. know, if you want to come out and help teach the kids, I mean, you could not have a better time than teaching those yeah. kids how to ride bike, and they'll give you hugs. Yeah, you know? it's great. <laughs> well, I watch my my neighborhood kids working on their bikes, and I I learned something the other day. Don't wave to the the kids when they're on the little scooters because when they take their hand off the right. handlebar right. and just as I was running past the, the kids I see every day in, mm. in my neighborhood mm. and I started to and I thought oh no don't don't get them to, to look at you and wave right because they can't you don't want them to take the hand off the handlebars that's right so, <laughs> you don't hold on to those and there's little things that you know yeah. you realize are yeah. really important for all of us and I see that even in myself when I'm riding you know keep your hands on the handlebars Emily yeah. Don't be trying to be multitasking while right. you're on your bike. Right. You're, you know, you're focus responsible and, yeah. for keeping your yeah. balance. It's and a, whether, and yeah. don't be texting and don't be using your cell phone. Yeah, all yeah. kinds of lessons to, to be learned and make yeah. it more safe and more fun for us all to go out there and have a good time on our bikes or walking. And, you know, we're if we're good cyclists and we're, we're responsible cyclists, then motorists are going to have all yeah. the more respect for us. Sharing and the road is about being, road, you know, yeah. compatible in, in ways right. that are with shared with kindness right for sure so when you cross through an intersection because somebody's let you go through then you know just nod to the driver i mean just or smile yeah you know and and be friendly out there and and um and stop for pedestrians you know you are required to just like a motorist is so so follow the rules of the road get to know the rules of the road and and i really appreciate your um, making mention of our website. I'd love to have as many people as possible go to the website and our Facebook page. You've and, done a wonderful job with it. Who's, who's, who's been oh, helping you is, on that? This is Christopher Green Designs. Okay. Chris Green. And he, he... And I... You've put together a website, you know, and, and anybody that has knows that it's not an easy thing yeah. to do, and I am just so proud of it, and I, I am so grateful to him. Well, there is a lot on it. As I say, I spent yeah. a couple hours on it yesterday, but you can pick and choose, but what right. I what I like about it is that it really covers all the different things that you're doing, mm-hmm. and you have, the, I mean, today I've learned things that I did not realize, you know, by going going through it, and particularly yesterday as I was going through the, the site and thinking, well, i got to get with Tina and get, you know, little 
little more detail about some of the stuff, but it's done so nicely. Uh, you know, the copy, whoever wrote the, the, the copy and everything, was that you? Were you, you or that it others? Was a Everybody? Group it it, was a it group obviously effort. looks it was, like it yeah. had to have been a group effort, but yeah. it's wonderful, and uh, it's wonderful to be in touch with you. You know, you and I have known each other for 30, 30 some years, years yeah. you know. We've <laughs> had some similar patterns and, right? and things that we've done with our work and in our lifestyles. I and, remember uh, calling you when I was interested in applying for the American Cancer yeah. Job, American mm-hmm. Cancer Society, and I said, Ellie, can you tell me about patient services? Mm-hmm. And was... I, but I, I do remember because <laughs> you had been also involved with the King Shops, and right. I did all the PR for the King well, Shops we when they first opened. There, right? So we yeah. worked together, and we yeah. set a nice tone there, which right. was we wanted to set a tone that would be local events. Yeah. We thought that was really important. I think yeah. Jackie Hoover was your predecessor. Right. And all of us were engaged at that time. King Shops had just opened. I mean, there wasn't a gas station. There weren't cell phones. <laughs> or, you know, what should, how, should it, how should it place itself in the community? Right. And we thought, you know, having local... Local events uh-huh. and and that celebrate the local community and that right. was a great a great start that we did yeah. you know and uh, so it's always fun to see you well, but your 16 you. years with American Cancer Society that was phenomenal I mean that was not an easy task that's a big job mm-hmm. and uh, you have to be an organizer and, and a leader to do that not just a leader but a leader that engages people and works with people nicely but I th- this just feels like again I say serendipitous that you mm-hmm. are back mm-hmm. you're one of the founders of the Safety Lane Committee now the 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 Safety Lane um, organization mm-hmm. now path and mm-hmm. that you have have come full circle to be that director does it feel like your home like oh, you're where you're supposed to be right now absolutely without a doubt and i am going to cry now <laughs> but i will tell you that it this this circle is is this full circle is is wonderful and and i um i think one of the things that make it so precious for me is that I am continuing the work of Tony Fortin, you know, my best friend friend. for 30 years and every day she's a part of what we do. I didn't realize that you had stayed friends for so long. Isn't that sweet? That's, you know, I'm sure we got to, you know, give a a shout out to to Terry. Oh my gosh, the best. Who's been right there behind you. I mean, I'm looking at his artwork here in in your house. I mean, he's such a beautiful artist, but an architect, but but loves recreation too, right? Oh, he is, and he is a, our best volunteer. You uh-huh. know, he is everywhere with us, whatever job it is that he, he is there, whether it be our races, our tree planting, he's our graphics department, he's our engineering department. Okay, I'm not surprised. <laughs> he's always been quite... <laughs> and just, he's just... He's my rock. Yeah, all and he's right. my my favorite person in the world. Yeah, well, I don't blame you. I'm sure yeah. he feels the feeling is mutual. So, Tina Clothier, Executive Director of PATH, uh, People's Advocacy for Trails Hawaii, pathhawaii.org. If nothing else, sign up for their newsletter, and then you'll just little by little get involved when you get those newsletters and see where you can volunteer or events to be involved in. And... Uh, January 21st, I think you said, is the adult ed right. at Big Island Honda. And Big I'm going to recommend, Honda. you know, I, I, I was reticent to go. Yeah, uh-huh. I know the rules. I know, I know what to write. <laughs> but Rich Bell got me to right. go down there and, and take one of the classes, and I was really glad I did. That's and I, I will probably go take it again. And so, great. And, and again, if people don't have a bike but they want to try it, we'll have the bike share yeah. bikes. So, you know, it's, they're easy to ride and you know, you just may find yourself wanting to get back on a bike yeah. and you can go to to Bike Works and buy a bike and join the rest Absolutely. of us. Absolutely, and yeah. I want to give one final sh- uh, shout-out to... to uh 
Janet Higa Miller and Grant Miller, the owners of Bike Works Beach mm -hmm. and Sport, and and Kona Bike Works. Not only have they been longtime supporters of the Emily TKL show and longtime friends, uh -huh. but I see how much they are involved in PATH. Yeah. And, and, you know, we there's so many other ways they've been involved. Like, um, that, we're both real supporters or advocates of the Daniel Sayre Foundation. Right. Frank and Laura Sayre's Daniel Sayre Foundation. We're all out there recreating and doing things, and it could be there, but for the grace of God, any one of us get into comes kind of accident where we're in need of the Hawaii fire, uh, mm -hmm. the county fire department and rescue squad. And, and Frank and Laura lost their son Daniel, what, mm -hmm. 20 years ago to a hiking accident in Potlu Valley and saw the need for rescue equipment right. when they were trying to uh, recover Daniel's body. And so for 20 years, again, they have garnered the, the support of the community in ways that's amazing, you know, yeah. and over a million dollars, I think, over the years has been raised for for safety equipment, but that ties right in with everything you're doing, you know, to it make does. it safer for everybody to be out there. And and Grant and Janet were responsible with their Cinco de Mayo race of raising money for the um, the sound system out at Kahalu, at, at Kahalu yeah. Beach. And now there's right. one at Hapuna too. So right. the guys aren't the lifeguards aren't using bullhorns. Right. They actually have a sound system. So exactly. all of these things weave, and in a community like ours, and same thing in Detroit, which is yeah. where I spend an awful lot of my time, and mm -hmm. and where I like to link Detroit and Hawaii together because I think they do link. You know, it's it's cold in Detroit. There's a whole <laughs> lot of people that come to Hawaii. Yeah, you know, and and ride their bikes here and mm -hmm. do all kinds of uh, recreational things that they enjoy. So, I've uh, introduced people to the path that are visitors that come. I've I've lent people. I used to keep two or three bikes, and I would lend my visiting friends a bicycle. <laughs> you know, now they're renting from Bike Works right, and getting right. a bicycle while they're here for two months. So right. that they're they're riding their bike from Manalani down to Waikoloa, or they're keeping a bike at their condo that they rent yeah. in town, and all those things. I think we can all be advocates to to Excellent. get more people out of their cars and, and right. walking and biking and. Well, what they say at the at the bike share conference I just came from is more butts on bikes. <laughs> more butts on bikes. Okay, well, we'll end with that. I like that. I like okay. that. Thanks, Tina. All right. Tina thank Colby, you, Emily. It's always a pleasure. What we time. both say thank you. Aloha. Well, time bears out how much we are all connected. And in my own personal experience, uh, so much about Detroit connected here with the big island of Hawaii going way back to the Iron Man days, early days when I came to do it with my partner, Herb, in 1981. We did it twice, but also so many of the ideas we we uh, shared with Valerie during those years, <laughs> many, many things. And then I came as um, 1986, a very short interim race director stint, but brought an awful lot of uh, concepts, the Iron Man Foundation, uh, just I can go on and on. But I've always felt there's wonderful ways for people to be connected from cities. And and Detroit, what I loved, uh, uh, Tina sent me a, uh email when she was in Austin for the, I th what was it called? It was called the uh, North American Bike Share Association in Austin, Austin, Texas. And as Tina, I mentioned earlier in the show, um, Laura Deerenfield, who was the executive director of PATH, is now in Austin, Texas, and she's the active transportation program manager for the city of Austin. And and uh, her uh, friend, uh, John Simmerman, John has Active Towns, is an organization he started. So, you know, carrying on, we all weave together, and that's what I love about staying in touch and sharing the stories. But related to Detroit, the email that 
that Tina sent me was, she said, I'm in Austin at the North American Bike Share Association Conference. I just met Lisa Nuskowski from Detroit. We shared our mutual appreciation of you. Aloha, Tina. I thought that was really nice of her to send that note. And Lisa's been a guest on the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPNHawaii.com. And uh, she's in charge of the bike share in Detroit. And and just recently, uh, or in fact, this morning, as, as a matter of fact, I received an email from Lisa, part of their email newsletter. And just to show how far ahead, Kylo Okona is, Detroit is still working on their bike share, but their, her email said uh, we're getting set to launch in the spring of 2017 with 42 stations and 420 bi- bikes. We've gathered lots of great feedback through the community meetings we held this fall. We're looking for additional suggestions on where people would like to see Bike Share go. So all, you know, every organization, everybody learns from each other. And that's why it's, I think it's valuable that Tina did meet Lisa. And because I've always had visions for 30 years of how to just keep connecting Detroit and uh and Hawaii, and and I've done that in my in my own way, and I think sometimes in a very effective way behind the scenes. Uh, nevertheless, one of the best parts about that is knowing people like Tina for so many years, and we know each other's history and how things weave because we can make good use of it uh, in Detroit. Uh, there's so many organizations that are a similar to path and everybody trying to do the same thing. Detroit Greenways Coalition with Todd Scott. I'm just looking at their website. I hadn't been here for a while, but he says, uh, Detroit has three of the nation's longest protected bike lane projects under construction. Four more significant projects are planned for construction in 2017 with only 0.3 of protected bike lane completed today. Detroit is ranked number 78, but we expect to be in the top 10 by the end of the year and in the top five by year, but five by next year. So every community really working to, to advance their their goals to make um, beam recreational uh, bicyclists and walkers and everything, not just recreational, but as far as, you know, how you get to work and running your errands and everything. It's wonderful. But there's, so there's a couple of things for kind of a shout out to my Detroit listeners, but also to people in Hawaii. You know, do you think about going to Detroit? I want to mention Slow Roll, Jason Hall. I mean, I just popped up today. One of Jason's uh, comments, he's on a, something called Daily Fuel, Get Unjaded. I'm going to call Jason to see if I can use some of these recordings because they're so good. He's just, uh, what they've done with slow roll every Monday night in the warm weather, well, into the cold weather too, you know, it's up for two to 4,000 bicyclists ride through the streets of Detroit. And it's, it's so fun. And I've, I've loved meeting Jason and getting to know him and the squad and, and uh, see what, to me, he's one of the most significant events in the city of Detroit. And, and Jason is such a wonderful spokesperson for what his vision is with slow roll, which is for it to be everybody's vision. And that's what I love about how they keep evolving as they get so much input from people and he welcomes it and they move it along as path does too. And they need the input. So the more we can all get involved, uh, whatever community that we're in and, um, also to uh, Tour de Trois in Detroit, um, Victoria Katensky. I was the Grand Marshal for the Tour de Trois this year. I was so honored to be invited to be it. I've known uh, Victoria for years, and she has just just been so 
what can I say, uh, respectful and, and supportive of, of my efforts from the past. And so there were about 8,000 bicyclists, and it was great fun to be uh, the, the Grand Marshal, and I rode a Shinola bike. But the Tour de Trois, what uh, Victoria Katinsky does and her team, that was Kelly Cavanaugh and uh, Barber, who's who's not involved anymore, but one of the originators, or kept it going, not necessarily the founder, but worked so hard with uh, Victoria to, to keep it going. The, but the Tour de Trois, unbelievable how that's grown. But they were one of the first to really start raising money for bike lanes, and they took a main street in Detroit, 2nd Avenue, and put bike lanes in and turned it in from a two-way street to a one-way. They had that kind of impact, and they, they had a vision of what they wanted to try to do. So they've, they've raised a couple, two I think close to maybe 300000 but for sure over $200,000 going towards these efforts. But Tour de Trois, if you get a chance, go to the website. They have events all year round, riding over the Ambassador Bridge to Canada. Um, the Tour de Trois is like a 15-mile, no, 25-mile bike ride through the streets of Detroit. But just a wonderful organization and a wonderfully well-run organization. So just a shout-out to them. And I hope these are events that people will think from Hawaii about going to Detroit and enjoying, just like people from Detroit come here to to participate in so many of, of our events. And uh, so that's my shout-out to my, my Detroit listeners and anybody who uh, loves to say nice things about Detroit and that, that like to – in fact, I just got a note from somebody I was doing some work with, and they said, they got back to just got back from uh, Detroit, and he said, "Oh, I can't find the email here." But he said, "The he he got back to Michigan to a lot of snow." However, his first snowfall of the year that he saw was on Mauna Kea, <laughs> so he he apparently was on the Big Island last week when it snowed. So there's a lot more connection than than I think we all realize, and I think uh, it's just wonderful to and fun for me, and I think it is for the people I try to include to to weave it all in together. So it's the Emily T. Gale Show today, and a big mahalo to my supporters. Bike Works Speaks in Sport, Grant and Janet Higa-Miller. There are also Bike Works Kona and, and uh, Kona Beach and Sports down on Lee Drive and Waikoloa Beach Resort and 808 Computers, Robert down at uh, 808 Computers in the Kona Coast Shopping Center and Chick, Kunataki, Waiaha River Coffee. These are all old-time friends, and we just we find a way of being mutually supportive and like Robert, I couldn't I couldn't be learning what I am learning without knowing he's there to help me with computer efforts and and uh, they just do a wonderful job uh, down at 808 Computer. I've had a lot of friends that have, have gone there. I'm really happy with when they've had problems with their computers. And uh, Aloha Visitor Guides on newsstands everywhere, Waimea Ocean Film Festival, the Mitsubishi Electric Championship coming up in January, uh, the, the season opening uh, Champions Tour event at the um, Hualalai Resort at beautiful Kaupulehu, Four Seasons Resort. And who else? Um, Kaola Magazine on newsstands everywhere. Just a beautiful magazine, cultural and supporting the cultural and art. Um, beautiful, beautiful magazine. And as I say, complimentary on newsstands everywhere. So, And a special mahalo to uh, West Hawaii today. Uh, appreciate um, being a part of of what they're doing. had a, a column in there th- today, but also I appreciate their support. The the guest lineup each week, J.R. DeGroote down at West Hawaii Today, sports editor, and a, a, a even more special thank you to ESPN Radio, AM 815, Hilo AM 790 in, in Kona, but for me, myself, my show on ESPNHawaii.com, and special thanks to Josh Pacheco for getting my show up each week. 
So thanks, everyone, for listening here on the Emily T. Gale Show, ESPNHawaii.com, or free iTunes podcast, and also Facebook, Emily T. Gale Talk Story. Aloha.